the first guy that I ever went on a date with from like a dating app, like four years ago, was actually a youth pastor. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, I am one of the blessed and highly favored. Like I, <laughs> one and done, one and done. He's, he's hot, he's a youth pastor. He's like totally my type, he's tall, all the things. And so I was stoked in our first date, nine hours long. Just had a great what? time together. What, nine hours? And so then we like hang out again for a long time. And then um, and it was great. And then I never hear from him again. Can you die? Like, like, what the heck I'm happened? Like... What's up, fam? Welcome back to the We Are Just Dating page. My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you are tuning in to another episode of the W Podcast, where you get wisdom and a word with the wheelers. Hey, so we are so excited to have you join us this week. We have a special guest, a special guest, Mel from If You Know, You Know dating and i'm telling you you are going to be so encouraged so blessed by this message this is a woman of god who literally has a heart to see singles find their person and not only does she have a heart for it she's actually doing something practical she's not just praying lord send people she's doing something about it and there's a way for you to get involved so we can't wait to share uh but before we do that if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you like this video. And I'm telling you, this video is going to be so good. Share it. Please yeah. put this in your group chats. Yeah. Send this to your girls. Fellas, send this to your guys because we're going to have something at the end that we're going to share that's an action step for you. <laughs> so we need you to get ready. So without further ado, we want to bring on Mel to the podcast. Let me bring her on Hi. here. Hey, Mel. What's Hi. up? Welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us today. So good to be with you guys today. Thank you. Absolutely. So I'm just going to jump right in because I'm sure people are wondering, who is this lady? I want to know more about her. Tim just gave her the best intro ever. (laughs) (laughs) So Mel, can you tell us just a little bit about you? Absolutely. Well, um, like I said, I'm Mel. Um, I live here in San Diego, and I started, if you know, you know, dating uh, about a year ago. So before that, I was nannying. I actually applied to grad school to be a marriage and family therapist, and God had other plans for me. So that's kind of what led me into doing uh, what I'm doing now. I grew up in Phoenix, and I love everything that has to do with relationships and dating and marriage. And so um, I'm on the perfect podcast for it. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, the events. Like for our audience, obviously, we've never been to it. If you know, you know that. So what can we expect? Mm-hmm. Totally. So they're super, super fun. And I know it might seem like, oh, well, let's be awkward. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not really good at talking to people. I'm a little yeah. so I'm an introvert. But you don't need to worry because we've planned. We've thought of everything from start to finish. So when you get there, check in and um then we let everybody in at the same time so that not, you know, just have like one awkward person in there, you know, 20 minutes for everybody. <laughs> and then we have food and drinks and like a really cool charcuterie board. And then we do a little speech at the beginning where we go over expectations, what um, the games we're going to play. We actually have a no ghosting rule. So we go over that. Ooh. And then we also talk about, yeah, that's right. And then we also talk a lot about communication because I've experienced in, in my life, at least, 
um, I, I've, I've been on a lot of dates over the last four years. I've actually been on like over 60 first dates over the last wow. four years. You're an expert so, first dater. <laughs> I would say I have a few pieces of wisdom that I've learned over, <laughs> over the, you know, over the years, but I've, I've really noticed that in even talking with my friends of communication is a huge place where people just don't know what to say in yeah. dating situations. We give people literal scripts because when it comes to dating, I believe it goes dating, um, dating, relationship, engaged, married. And so during the dating phase, that's basically when you meet somebody to when you establish a friendship, a cutoff or a relationship. So during that phase, you're going to go through a lot of people. Like that's just how it is. Cause not everybody's going to be a good relationship match. Right. For you. you have to get really good at communicating. Hey, I'm not feeling it with a lot of people. Like it's, it's going to happen if you're going to date. So that's where I really want to equip people because that's where a lot of pain can come in where it's like, oh, I thought he was into me or I thought she was more into me. And was it something I did? Was it something I said? And then that's where the enemy can really get in our heads. Wow. When in reality, we can really affirm people. We can say, hey, you know, we went on one date. I didn't really feel the spark, but man, can we stay friends? Or yeah. man, I I could introduce you to, you know, just trying to cast vision for singles in an area that I've actually found a lot of hope in and a lot of redemption. And whereas dating is usually this place that there's just so much despair and so much, oh, right. I'm, if you're married, I'm so glad I'm not dating anymore. When right. I'm like, let's redeem, let's redeem dating. It doesn't have to suck. And it can be like a really godly healing experience. And um, and so among other things, that's that's kind of the short thing of short uh, right. feel of why I love dating. But Anyway, so we go over um, kind of a short version of that, and then we play games. So the first one is a human bingo game where everybody has a card, and you basically, you know, there might be one that says has a twin or, you know, has lived out of the country. So you go around and you try to find the people who match those descriptions, and uh, there isn't really like a prize at the end. It's more just the activity to do it. Right, um, it. Yeah. We did do a prize at first, but then the men always got way too competitive. <laughs> and then ah. I won. I was like, did you talk to any girls? Like, really? They're like, not really. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's well, congratulations. Um, and then we have another kind of like question game where you switch, you write down questions, you switch them up with people. And just, so it's, it's a way that we, we like ensure like you're going to get around and talk to people. And even at our Dallas event, we made an announcement saying, hey, we see you talking to like the same gender for too long. We're just going to come gently tap you on the shoulder. Wow. And and, um, and it worked really well. Um, actually, my part, my um, partner, she she was working that event for me. And um, and I was laughing, but she's like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard to kind of get out of your comfort zone, especially if you like come with your friends. And it's kind of like when you see in middle school, like the, all the guys over here. and all Exactly. The over there. And that's the stop. So that was your business partner who was helping you like get people in the right place. So yeah, so Stacia and I, she's she's my she's not my business partner anymore. I I'm the only one running it now. Okay. But um, we started it together. So, but it's good because she knows how to do the events and she enjoys it. So um, so I send her off to as I scale, I have to send people out anyway. Right. So yeah. Send out it's perfect. Yeah. She's good that's at awesome. It. So there's so many things you said in there that I want to kind of dive into more specifically. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but I want to start here because I, I, this is what made me interested 
and talking to you, letting people know about your story, your business, because I feel like it's unique, especially yeah. in the Christian space. Yeah. You know, because we've all heard about how there's usually more women than there are men, uh, just in general, <laughs> when it comes to dating. Yeah. And honestly, for us, and we in the black community, it's even worse. So mm-hmm. I think that talking about, yeah, that one to one ratio would be huge. Yeah. So I would love to know. Tell us more about one-to-one ratio for your events, why you do that. What does that even mean? How do you manage it? Yeah. Totally. So as you mentioned, we have a policy where we only do one-to-one ratio. So we don't just sell out 70 tickets to women if there's only 20 men there. You know, our minimum is that we have to hit 20 and 20. Otherwise, we cancel the event altogether because we want wow. it to be where people feel. And so, yeah, sometimes we're like, come on, please buy a ticket. You want to go? Um, <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, we it's, you know, if it's not worth it, then we don't want to do it. Um, so anyway, it has to be 20 and 20. And so the reason why we do that is exactly like you said, there tend to be more women who will show up to these events if you don't enforce that rule. Like there, it will be like that. And right. so... You want it to be more of like a fair playing ground for everybody. And and I think it can get like intense for guys too. If there's like 10 women on them, yeah. you know, and, and some guys are like, oh no, like that ratio is fine. But I'm like, no, it, it, it gets weird. So I want it yeah. to just be, be good for everybody. And so that's kind of the reason why we do that. And um, what was your other question? How we enforce that or how we, how manage we do that, it, yeah. manage it. So I'll be honest, it's not easy. <laughs> So we found that women, so social media is like a woman's game. You know, for the most part, women are on social media way differently, way more than men are, um, especially Christian men, because, you know, they're trying to avoid the thirst traps, the pornography, everything like that, which good for them, you should. So that means as we are advertising on TikTok and on Instagram, we have a pool of about this many women. Um, and so, you know, this many women buy the tickets or hear about it to even know, but then we have a pool of like this many men. So like this many people or men right. would even like be able to make it or anything. So I don't think I'm realizing more that I don't think it's that men don't want to come to this. Although I do think they're a lot more hesitant than women yeah. at first, but I think they just don't know about it. And so that's been like a, a pain point for us for sure. Um, we've definitely tried to get creative. We've, you know, gone on Hinge, Bumble, all the all the apps. Tried to tried to invite people, and it worked for a little bit. But we've we've been banned multiple times. So we're like, we're you know, we're not going to do that anymore. That's I felt some conviction about it too. I'm like, God, this is right. you're hustling. I, I stopped doing that, and I'm also shadow banned, so I can't do it anyway. So, <laughs> so that's that's a really it's good. me because now I can't actually use Hinge, but whatever. Right. <laughs> That's a good um, policy. I love that. I think that it is one that just shows how serious you are about uh, creating a healthy dating culture. And this isn't just about, oh, I'm trying to sell tickets to an event. It's like, I'm trying to create a space that is safe for men, for women to actually meet somebody. Like, I'll help you have a good time when you come. But that's not the only reason why, you know, this is here. This is the hope that you would meet somebody that is like-minded, that... um, has similar values to you. So when it comes to what to expect beforehand, we know, so those who are watching and they're like, I want to, I want a Christian mixer to come and plan an event in my city. That's what we're hoping that you feel and want (laughs) after watching this, but they need to, we learned you need to have at least 20 women and 20 men, um, buy the tickets. Is there a step that comes before buying the tickets and how much do the tickets cost typically? 
So as far as a step before that, so before we'll even plan a mixer in a city, we need 200 submissions to our interest form, which is, um, it's in our bio. And that basically tells us, okay, there's like a lot of interest in the city and 50 of those have to be men. And so, you know, what people can do if they want us to come is, you know, post in their group chats, post in their Facebook groups, post to their youth or their young adults group, tell their pastors. Um, yeah. th those are huge steps that'll be very helpful because then also we'll have um, more of more of a reach when we actually like plan the mixer. Um, yeah. Just a little note on talking to the pastors is what we've found at least is that, you know, for people who, who've been married for a long time, which most people in ministry, they've got married young and yeah. it's not that they don't care. It's just that they don't know what it's like mm. to, to be single at, 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 in the church, you know, where your options are the bars, you know, online dating, or where else do you, I mean, yes, you can go to the grocery store, I which the I gym. encourage people. Home Depot, I don't know. <laughs> the gym, you know, where like those things are totally valid, but it's, it's, you know, it's just hard. And so sometimes I think, you know, for me as, you know, just Mel trying to reach out to pastors, trying to get them to tell their congregation um, or young adults, like they're not going to listen to me because I'm this random person and they don't know me they don't, and they're very wary of anything dating. So, um, so it's really helpful for us is if people are reaching out to their young adults groups and actually sharing their own personal story with their pastor of, Hey, this is how it's been hard for me. And this is why this, this type of event would meet that need and be helpful because, yeah. you know, the pastors just don't want to lead their, their people to something shady or weird, you know? Right. And then the other thing is that since the men are not on social media, again, that's another thing of like, it's really hard to get guys to sign up because they don't know about it. Well, where are the guys? They're at church, right? And so yeah. if we can get like young adults groups to be promoting this, sharing it with their, their men, then we will be able to like more easily, you know, do more events. And so it's, it's kind of this, it's this hard hard market to break into um and so that's kind of the back end stuff of of you know how they can get a mixer into their city um yeah. but the biggest thing is then getting yeah people to sign up the interest form um and then yeah just telling all your friends telling people so if you want mel to come to the dmv if you want a christian mixer yeah we need 200 people to sign yeah. up we'll make sure to add a link for you all in the description yeah. um and in the show notes to yeah. find it now talk to us about the 48 hour rule and that policy for the ladies Okay, so the 48 hour rule goes hand in hand with the no ghosting policy or the no ghosting rule. Basically, we the way we um, encourage people to maybe take the next steps after a mixer is we actually tell the men before the event, we say, hey, fill out five to 10, what we call flirty business cards. So it has your name, your number, social media handle on it. Some guys go all out and they get them actually printed. One guy wow, has them to wood. Wild, right? And so, but we say you can handwrite it, not a big deal. Anyway, we say bring those to the event. And then throughout the event, if you're connecting with a woman, we say ask, and we even give scripts for people. So we say, wow. hey, we're like, first name. It's been so great chatting with you. I'd love to continue to get to know you. Can I give you one of my cards? 
And we're like, that's all I have to say. And then yeah. we say, women, we encourage yeah. you to have integrity, meaning let the inside reflect the outside. If your insides are saying, no, I am not into this guy. I just want to be friends with him. We encourage them to say, wow, thank you so much for your boldness. First name. I would think, I think I'd just rather be friends or um, let, let's be friends. Something like that, where yes, it's scary and hard to say. And, you know, you might be in a, in, in between where you're not super into them, but you're not, not into them. And then you'd say, you know, yes. And then we encourage you to just go on a date and see where it goes. Um, but if you do say yes, we say, okay, you got to let your yes be yes. And your no be no have honor, um, in your word. And so we say, you guys have 48 hours to text the man. And if you don't text him within 48 hours, and we even give them scripts again on like what to say, um, on the follow-up email, then we're actually going to ask that you don't come back to any of our events because that's how serious we are about the no ghosting policy. And then we are actually switching it or we're adding an additional, um, component to if men, if you gave your cards, you also, you need to respond, you know, within, you know, the same amount of time. Because you can't just give away your card, change your mind. And something we also, we do, we do say you can change your mind. I always go, how many of us have changed our mind about somebody? We were excited at first and we weren't really quite sure after we've all been there and that is okay. What's not okay is if you don't communicate that. Again, very simple scripts we give people. Hey, I've been thinking about it more and I've decided I think we should just be friends. However, if we ever see each other out and about, let's say hi. That's what I use a lot on Hinge, you know, like, um, and it works great. And then like the last thing that we're really passionate about is that saying like, you can actually be friends with these people just because you matched at a mixer or even matched on Hinge or whatever, you'll go on one date, maybe two. You really can just be friends with people afterwards. And so I really love the cast vision because I've seen so much fruit with that in my life. But if you don't communicate there's no chance. And plus then you're going to get labeled as a player or a ghoster or a jerk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and on top of that, it's just the right thing to do. Like, yeah. It's hard enough. <laughs> so, and we, when we talked before the podcast, we talked about this 48 hour rule and how passionate you are about it. I would just love for our audience to know, like how, where did this come from to come up with this idea? Why did, why do you feel like it's necessary? Shouldn't Christians just always so respond? Yeah. <laughs> right. Shouldn't they? Well, I came up with that because I learned the hard way that just because you're Christian, don't mean crap. Say it again, Mal. Say it again. Say it again. Don't mean crap. For real though, any like side note, always watch their fruits just because they're in ministry, just because don't matter. You You are a preacher. So many people just walk into church and they're like, I'm going to meet my spouse. I'm going to meet a good person to date. And then they like, start dating them and then they realize like they want to have sex or they aren't aren't of integrity and you're like but don't you aren't you on the volunteer team like aren't you yeah it's like that actually happened to me like nobody is safe yeah so to continue to answer your your question completely is that happened to me and that I um actually the first guy that I ever went on a date with from like a dating app like four years ago was actually a youth pastor and I was like, oh my gosh, God, I am one of the blessed and highly favored. Like, I, one and done. One and done. He's he's hot. He's a youth pastor. He's like totally my type. He's tall, all the things. And so I was stoked in our first date, nine hours long. Just had a great what? time together. Nine hours? Where were y'all? Yeah. When did this date start? This is, this is all day, day. 
yeah, we started like in the like 11 in the morning so it was like oh maybe maybe like earlier so hiking um they went to lunch whatever you know i wouldn't necessarily recommend that it was my first time you guys okay i mean, per- I mean <laughs> so, i'm just so shocked because that's such a long time to spend with somebody and then like but let's tell story. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you're right, though. It is a long time. And so we hang out, and we're, like, texting and stuff. And we had texted for, like, two weeks before this, too. So I'm, like, this guy, like, he's perfect for me, of course. I'm in love. And so then, and, um, and then, like, two days later, he's, like, do you want to go to, like, Padres baseball game with me? And I was, like, yes. And I was, like, this just keeps getting better. And so we go on another date. And then I remember he, we were having a conversation. He's, like, how should we tell people we met? <laughs> like, are we going to tell him it was on a dating app? And I was, like. I don't know, we'll think about it, you know? And so then we like hang out again for a long time. And then um, it was great. And then I never hear from him again. Did you die? I was just like, like, what the heck I'm happened? Like, uh, you, you there? You okay? And, and you yeah. know, just like, did, did, like, just never got, a, never got another text. And I think I was like the last one to text. Um, and like days go by, weeks go by, weeks go by. And maybe after a week, I was like, I don't know, I probably said, this is a long time ago, I probably said something snarky, of like, what the heck, you know, and then it, I think he ended up uh, texting me, like, two months later, out of the blue, being like, you are so right, I am so sorry, like, I shouldn't have done that, I should have been a man, and so I was like, I was like, thank you, you know, but, wow. um, but you know, that goes to show that, and, and I think it was really only because I sent him kind of a, it wasn't necessarily snarky, but it was a definitely a powerful text message of being like, this really hurt me. Um, and so I'm just saying it goes to show that like even youth pastors even people in ministry people who love God that doesn't mean they have good communication skills it doesn't mean that they grew up in a family where they learned you know about conflict and how to have healthy conflict a lot of us we need to go to therapy that's I mean I'm in therapy right now I've been in therapy for years I've seen a dating coach and when I start dating somebody some point god willing i will go back to a dating coach and i will see one again just because i mean i get anxious you know and i would say yeah. i'm pretty you know i've i've done a lot of research done a lot of reading done a lot of podcasts you know and there's no there's there's no um there's no shame in that and and but a lot of people don't do that and so it's like we were talking about it before i think of it as this analogy where we're all very well meaning but we have like these knives like like taped to our hands and and we're just blindfolded just like walking around swinging knives just like cutting wow. people like, and, and it's because we don't communicate with them we don't let them know where we're at we don't you know and and we're like just making people so anxious and you know while we are all responsible for our own feelings and nobody can make you feel anything I think we can you know maybe take put, put down the knives and take them yeah. off our hands and stop swinging them around haphazardly um and understand that communication is so important and it really can help not to cut people. <laughs> I love that because you're you're installing and creating an environment of safety and there's also accountability. So it's not, there's so much before, during, after prep and just thought around this event because you're not really just putting on events. You are changing the culture of dating in the Christian world and the church which is so necessary because we see people talk about it all the time you know why is the divorce rate in the church the same as the divorce rate in the world and it's a really good question to ask because it's like aren't we supposed to be close to the one who 
created marriage and we're seeking him and we we are, we know his design for marriage and are seeking him for help whenever we do you know hit hard times in marriage but and that may be true but also what if a lot of us just didn't date the right way we're bringing in those bad habits and that lack of skills you know into our into our marriage so if we don't know how to have conflict when we're dating, how are we gonna know how to do it? You know, when we're married, because what our dating is our foundation for, you know, our marriage relationship. It's kind of like this onboarding process. Uh, we often oh, compare uh, people here on our podcast all the time. We often compare dating to um, a job interview, and you know, your job interview mm-hmm. time is you're demonstrating those skills. Say, hey, I can do this job, and if you're while you're dating, if you can't. Let me know that you're feeling upset, you're feeling rejected, you're feeling uh, disrespected or unloved or whatever the case is. If you can't communicate that with me, then this is it's going to make marriage even harder. So I love that you're creating that environment for people to honestly be uncomfortable. And it's like, if you can't abide by this 48 hour rule, um, or if you can't write down, you know, even for the guys with the whole like uh, the flirty business card, like that's so um intentional and someone could say it's bold for sure because of the type of culture we live in but it's also like this is an opportunity you're setting the expectation that the men are the pursuers and that's like we expect Mm -hmm. you to you know give an invitation essentially to a woman and she can respond and go from there where oftentimes i think you know girls are used to the ones like well i'm gonna shoot my shot and i'm gonna you know ask a guy out and it's like no here you actually get to be a woman and like lay back Mm -hmm. and of enjoy i love that so you talked about with us before uh, we recorded about just having integrity Mm. in dating and it kind of goes hand in hand with that story you told and just how important it is for not just Mm. men but women too that's why you have the 48 hour rule so that women don't ghost guys who reach out and show interest because it's not just all men who are just not you know, handling their business and reaching out. Sometimes the men do work up the courage to do it. And then they're hurt by the woman. And sadly, a lot of times, because men don't necessarily know how to handle their emotions, not all men, but some men, Mm -hmm. when they do reach out to a woman and they're rejected like that, then that affects all the other women they come in contact with because now they're trying to protect themselves and guard themselves. So it's kind of a vicious cycle that goes on. So I'm so glad that you have that rule. Now, I want to yeah. get into uh, more about your events and details because I'm sure somebody's listening like, well, I'm 32, I'm 35, yeah. or I'm 36. Or this I'm, is for young folks. Or I'm 22. Right, this is cute for the young kids. So how do, how do you go about making sure, well, do you go about making sure there's a same age range? What, what does that look mm-hmm. like? Yeah, great question. So at first we had, we, we've, Played around with a few different age ranges and for a long time we've had 22 to 40 and we actually just made it just made a change like a few days ago and we've now created two age ranges that are going to be kind of our specialty our bread and butter and i want to make sure i get it right but it's going to be 20 i believe it's 22 yeah 22 to 32 and 32 to 43 and okay. so um we're gonna we're gonna Stick with those ones for a while, at least. Think we think it's going to be really good because we found 22 to 40 is just a little bit too too big of an age range. Yeah. But it's also because we couldn't fill the events otherwise. So we're hoping now there are names out there more. Um, so yeah, that's so. There's definitely going to be a thir- yeah 32 to 43. So it's not just for the young young kids or anything. Because plus, when they're in college and it just it's 
dating is so different after college than yeah. before college, you know, in, in high school and college, you know, you can, um, you can kind of follow maybe traditional church wisdom or dating advice of get to know their friends, get to know their family, you know, kind of slowly make your way into their life. Um, because you're actually around their friends and family right. so often it's easy access, but you know, when you move away for a job or you move or, or all your friends start getting married and you know, that's not your community anymore. Like you have to go make new community. You don't really have time to get to, or, or the um, luxury to get to know their, their family and their friends. And so it's kind of like, um, it, it's just hard. And so right. I don't know where I was going with that one, but that's our age ranges. So for the age range, how does that work when you're coming to a city? So let's say we were able to get 200 people sign up for the DMV, but 90 of those are eight, the 22 to 32. Is it just like, hey, sorry, we're just not going to do the 32 to 42 this time? Or how does that mm -hmm. work? Yeah, so we're still kind of going to play around with that a little bit, but we probably would hold off on doing like an older round for that city. We're probably going to look at the analytics of it. Of, okay, how old are these people? Because at the end of the day, we, you know, we love what we do and we do it because we love it. But it has to make money too, because it just, we, we like, if we lose money on event, then, you know, it's, it's I do it full time. And yeah. so, um, you know, we have to be smart with it. And, and so hopefully that won't happen, but if it happens, we'll right. probably, it'll right. be a judgment call. How much are the um, ticketed events? Usually is there a range people can expect to, to pay to attend? Yeah. So we sell them for, you know, $75 and some states have state tax. It's been really confusing because there's just so many, there's 50 <laughs> different states to figure out the laws and the accounting and all things. So um, yeah, $75 and that gets you a ticket into the event and there's drinks and food involved as well. And um, you know, access to the community. Yeah. So you mentioned it a little bit in the beginning, but people come into the event, they check in. First of all, I'm just curious. So we check in and we wait for everybody like, cause you didn't want the one person in there and it looks like it's a dry event. So what happens while it's I'm like waiting for people to check hour. in? It's like a cocktail yeah. hour. So it's usually gonna be um, outside. I guess it really depends. If it's really hot outside, we will let people in right away. But typically we, we try to find venues or places where um, where we can be outside and so we can let people wait outside when they come in. And so we are starting to hand out little flyers where it kind of says a little bit about us so they can read the flyers, you know, check in, or sorry, um, you know, do the QR code, make sure they're following us on Facebook, Instagram, or I mean, they can go wait in their cars if they want, you know, it's, it's kind of up to them uh, what they want to do then. Um, but until the event starts, uh, we're also um, putting on the ticket, like the doors open at this time, you know, so they can... Um, Kind of plan accordingly right so get in do the intro human bingo what happens after that is it kind of just left to them to just kind of mingle or there's still events catered to help them after the right bingo? so we do we have like two different activities so we'll do the bingo game and then we'll let them just continue to mix and mingle and then we'll do the question game and then by that time it's pretty much time uh we have they're two and a half hours long and so you know we want to give people unstructured time also so that they can get into conversations with people now it's always hard to please everybody because some people they prefer more structure so that they don't have to be the ones to initiate the conversation and, right. and i get that i mean i it sometimes you feel awkward you know but i think that by the time you have talked to people with the bingo game and the question game 
you kind of know the people that you're going to circle back to, or at least people that, you know, you feel comfortable having a conversation with. Yeah. So at least from everybody's feedback, everybody said this has been, this was really easy to talk to people. It was low pressure and, and it was really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So the question everybody wants to know, that's probably watching this right now, have people actually met and got married from an event or, or what does it look like? Relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's been the fruit of the, of the events? Yeah. So there's no way of knowing for sure everybody what's happened, but for as far as we know, we have currently three couples. And one of them just got, yep. And one of them just got engaged, which is so exciting. Yeah. Heck yeah. I know. I freaked out. And another one of them is probably about to get engaged. Um, it's funny because one of them, okay, so one of them, they uh he was he he was about to move and uh, um him and I had been um talking about marketing and I was like, just come to our event. He's like, okay whatever, I'll give it a try. And then met her and they just kind of decided to just keep dating, dating. And then now they're the ones who are engaged. Wow. And then another one, yeah, wild, right? And then another one, she was actually friends, sorry, the guy was friends with her brother and they both live in the same town. And so yeah. she knew who he was and they had like probably talked in passing or whatever, but, and I think she always thought he was cute, but never had really, you know, talked until our event. Um, and so then they hit it off, they matched with each other and now they're, I mean, it's probably any day now that they're going to get engaged. And then, um, the third one, um, was someone who was actually there just, um, doing a book promo and, um, and she met somebody there and now, Look now they're that. together. Wow. Right. And that's the only ones we know. Those are in San Diego. So who yeah. knows from, you know, we're always like, okay. tell us that. Right. right. Well, y'all hear that. Like, people actually meet. This isn't it just. It works. This isn't just some yeah. event where people show up and no results happen. Yeah. It is possible. And that's why I love the one to one ratio because it's not mm -hmm. like you're going there and there's, there's no chance. Like, it's 200 women, 20 guys. Right. It's really hard. Right. So, that's great that it's realistic that you could meet somebody. Uh, and even yeah. if you don't get engaged, like, you at least find somebody you're going to date with. It's great. Yeah. I love right. it because. You had mentioned before about like um, just the opportunity that the business has that churches don't have because even if you mm -hmm. have an opportunity or have an event, like sure you might meet somebody from like another church that maybe you've met before, or seen before, but you're just not around them as much mm -hmm. because maybe you serve at your church every weekend and you really just go to, to church and to work and that's it. <laughs> and it's hard for you to be like social or create social spaces right. for that. But this is like kind of your chance to connect with people who were right under your nose. They live in your city. They live, you know, in a pretty close proximity to you. Um, so it's not like it has to be a brand new person, but it's just someone who maybe you have a different perspective going into the event. So I love, 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 love that story. Well, yeah. I saw you were going to say something, Mel. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to add also that something that we've, we've realized that was a total unintended positive consequence is that these events not only bring together people romantically, but we've found that people have met so many friends and like yeah. good friends too. Cause wow. you know, you might not, you know, you have people at your church that you love, maybe you have your best friends there, but you're literally being opened up to, you know, up to 150 people who are in the same exact life stage as you are. They're single also. So all your friends got married. Well, now you have a whole new group of people to make friends yeah. with. And we found that men in particular, they, they get so many romances. It's like so I cute. I love that. They're like, 
I didn't, maybe I didn't get a number or I didn't get my number out, but I'm going golfing with Ryan on Saturday. It's just so sweet. And I actually met somebody at one of our first events. Um, and I ended up going to Guatemala with her over last year. (laughs) Yeah. We're friends and it's just been really cool. And I just, the amount of people, cause they're all very like-minded, you know, people who are willing to put themselves out there who, you know, are going to just, it's just been so cool just to see the, just the networking. And, um, even Stacia, she wants to buy a property in Dallas and she met somebody who's an Airbnb manager. And so they're having a meeting now about managing wow. the Airbnb. And so if, if nothing else, like it's just great networking, you know, yeah. and, um, it just, there's just so many amazing things that have come out of these events. Yeah, yeah that's good. So I do want to wrap up respect to your time, but I had two more questions and really they're not questions. It's more so encouragement. I would love if you have any to share. So one is for the right. woman out there who's tired of dating. They've tired tried dating apps. They've yeah. tried the dating apps. They've tried dating people in their church. Nothing's really worked. What would you say to encourage them to try one more time and come out to an event like if you know you know dating? Yeah. I would say to bring it back to basics and well maybe two things. First, I'd say maybe consider seeing a dating coach. Like I said, I've seen a dating coach and I've seen so much fruit from it. And they just, just are so helpful in helping you think of something, you know, different perspectives. And, um, I have, you know, some great resources that I can, you know, send to people and I'll probably post them on my Instagram or the Instagram. But the other thing is I would say, look at dating maybe a little bit differently than you've already been looking at that in the way you've been looking at it. So, the big paradigm shift for me with dating was a podcast I listened to and they talked about make the goal of dating connection. You know, obviously don't date somebody who's not Christian. Don't date somebody that you could like literally never see yourself with, but there's even just like a slight attraction. Go on that date and make it lower stakes because it's been well-intentioned, but the church has a lot of times been like, you have to be hyper-intentional. You have to really know, like be pretty sure you want to date this person because they get relationship and dating mixed up a lot of times. So they say dating, but really they mean relationship. And so I would say, remember, you're just dating and be open to dating people. And then when you're on the date, don't get so discouraged if, you know, immediately you're like, oh, he's not that cute or we're not really clicking or whatever. I would say, remember to seek first the kingdom. And that's something I'm super passionate about. Another thing, aspect of dating that I think the church doesn't always do so well, because you think about it this way, if you've ever heard the term work as worship, you know, they say like how we work is how we can worship God. You know, the primary goal of a job is to, to earn money, right? But in God's kingdom, it's not just to earn money. There's all these different benefits of how you treat people. You know, you're talking to people about Jesus, hopefully at your workplace. Um, it's sharpening your own character. You know, like it's been accepted in church to use work, work as the way you worship. And so I like to even challenge people what would it look like if you use dating as worship? What does dating as worship look like? And so to me, that looks like seek first the kingdom. Is your primary goal to get married? Well, yeah, of course, you know, that's just like earning the money, but that's not the only thing. And so if you realize, okay, but I can also be, you know, redeeming dating for this person, or this person could redeem dating for me in some way, because I'm being treated with so much care and kindness. And, you know, I could speak into their life. They could speak into my life. Remember, this is one date, so, you know, or two dates. So it's not like you're going to get that deep, you know, so you don't really have to worry about, well, what if we get too emotionally connected? Like, I would say don't let fear drive it because that's fear. That's good. Um, 
And so, yeah, just remember, like, if you connect with somebody and you just feel like you had a good time, like, consider that a success. Yeah. And you're going to meet a friend. Maybe they're not the one for you. Again, communicate at the end and they can introduce you to your somebody or you could introduce them to their somebody. And you also have a friend now. And so if you meet somebody and they, and on top of that, there's chemistry, that's a cherry on top. But like, really, God's got our back. Like he really does. Yeah. Like We need to like take that first step, just like Moses in the water, right? Like he had to take that first step, put the staff in the water. Then it opened up, right? Like God expects us to take steps of faith. And so that's kind of what this mixer would be, or even just going on dates is a step of faith. Yeah. And, but don't feel like, don't, don't try to control it yourself and be like, just, just let God control it and just enjoy it. Cause God wants us to enjoy life too. Yeah. That's thank you for sharing that. And the second question I wanted to ask was, what would you say to the man? who's mm -hmm. maybe listening to this, maybe somebody sent it to them <laughs> and they're like, I'm, if you know, you know, that sounds cool, but I'm not, I don't know if I want to pay the money or I don't know if I just want to pay my time to go. What would you mm -hmm. say to encourage them? Hey, this is worth your time. Totally. Totally. Well, um, I would say to them, well, first of all, do you want to get married? Do you want a girlfriend? <laughs> what do you want? Right. And, and so that's a huge one that I like to kind of, not throw out guys that ask them because a lot of people it's like if you got it god can drop your husband or wife in front of you absolutely but with men especially it says he who finds a wife finds a good thing mm. and so i think there is an implication that there is a, you know a seeking out process so i'd say first do you want to get married second is what you're doing right now working how mm. successful have you been how many dates have you been on in the last six months how many people have you even met that you'd want to go on a date with in the last right. six months? Oh, nothing. Okay. So how much money would you spend on the first date? Okay. So like at least 50, maybe up to even a hundred dollars if you do dinner, whatever. Okay. So that's with a girl that you meet on hinge or girl that you meet that you don't even know if you like, you know, yeah. you just walk up hundred dollars, $70 on a girl. You don't even know if you like, well, what if I told you, I'm going to bring you to an event where there's you know, up to 75 women who are Christian, they've also paid $75. So if you're not actually Christian, you know, looking to date, like you're not going to waste your time on an event like this. Like that's a good thing. It leads people out, which is a really good thing about the price too. Um, and there's only serious, you know, solid Christians. And so what if I told you I could bring you an event where there's up to 75 girls that are looking for a guy, they're already Christian, and then you get to vibe check all of them. Right. And then actually go on a date with the one that you've already met. And you already know there's a vibe check. So sounds to me like it's financially responsible. It's time-wise. You're saving lots of time because these are a lot of the people are also on Hinge and online dating, you know, but you're getting them in real life. So I'm right. a mathematician, but right. I would say it's a good investment. Yeah. I think that would that would be convincing for, to me. I don't know the guy. So. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like what you said about is what you're doing working, but also a lot of times, especially we talked about a little bit in the beginning, for men, they feel like, I've already seen all the women at my church. Yeah. But when you come to an event like this, you're putting yourself in a position to meet other women. And I know men who that, yeah. would, be, that would be very valuable to them. Yeah. And then, like you said, the investment, it is a good investment because it's honestly a safer bet to meet somebody here than yeah. it is on Hinge. Not just because, not because dating apps are bad or anything like that, but it's just a different ballgame from seeing somebody's profile to seeing them act in public like you get you get to see them in public and see how the they're other moving. people yeah like that's the best yeah you have that that observation opportunity um which yes. you don't always have because on dating apps i think 
we talked a little bit about it uh, prior, but like it can kind of create this this negative and toxic culture when it comes to dating of like, okay, I looked at your profile for 27 seconds. I'm not interested. And it's so hard. I know some people even get anxiety with, with dating apps because it's like, well, how do I kind of like put into words all that I am? <laughs> like, how do I feel like I'm trying to like convince somebody that I'm good enough and like, you know, 180 characters or whatever it is and four pictures mm -hmm. and like, it's just so hard. And a lot of people honestly don't photograph that well or, and not because they're not, you know, beautiful, but just yeah. because like not everybody has professional photos. Not everybody has, yeah. you know, and some people are like, hey, if you meet them in person, they're like, their light is shining, you know, they're, they're laughing, they're smiling, it's beautiful. Versus if you see them on an app, it's kind of like, like, you know, grayscale. Exactly. So, it's kind of like an app coming to life in a way and it's everybody in your um your sphere and chances are there's probably some type of like what do they call it like six six something connection what's it called uh, uh, six but, steps of separation yeah right 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 they're probably connected to somebody oh, you, know, sure. who you know who you know who you know so it's not a random I mean, Yes, exactly. So I, I love that. It's kind of like, because dating apps, they can be helpful. And we talked about this, like, they work for people, but also yeah. a lot of times they don't. Just like we, we met in a college environment, in a church environment, and that worked for us, but it doesn't work for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. you can't, you know, cast all your eggs in one basket and kind of just, because yeah. we, we talked about also, like, sometimes women have this perception of, like, oh, I'm going to sit in my prayer closet and pray that the Lord will send my husband. And it's like, that's good to pray for him, but also like, he can't see through your wall. So like, you right. gotta kind of put yourself out there and it can be harder, especially yeah. with the pandemic and everything. People like kind of our, our social world has changed. A lot of people aren't even going back to church the way that they used to. So I love that yeah. this event exists. Yeah. Now, Mel, this has been great. So. If you have any final words, you can share that, or you can just share uh, like where people can connect with you, where they can find you online. Yeah, my final words would be, there, we have an enemy who wants to tell us lies. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that people come into these events with, they're full of lies that they've heard of, you know, this event, it means that I'm a loser. This event means that I'm one of the rejects, you know, and, um, I would say a lot of people struggle a lot with like self-confidence issues too. And, and to that, I would say, again, there's no shame in getting a dating coach, no shame in going to therapy, but also just remember who you are and that um, by you going to these events, like you are brave and it's a vulnerable thing. Um, and that the enemy is not going to want you to go to this event because he doesn't want you meeting other Christians. So right. just be on high, high guard for that and just, you know, be in prayer and um, yeah. And so then as far as where you can, find us or find me we're on tiktok instagram and facebook it's iykyk dot dating and that's the same for all our socials um or you can email us iykyk dating at gmail.com and um yeah we're all over all over on the on the socials and then you can do the intake form so the interest form just go to our bios um, on any of those platforms and then you click on it and then it'll take you to Linktree and then go to the free interest form. So fill that out, send it to all your friends so that yeah. we can come to your area. Yeah, yes. I love it. Mel, thank you so much. I truly believe someone is, their face going to be stirred by this. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. people who may have 
not really tried anything in their dating life in years. And maybe yeah. this is the push they needed, whether it's with If You Know You Know or just them putting themselves out there in general. Yeah. We hope that you were encouraged by this. And hopefully you see that God is putting people in place yeah. in ministry and business that care about you. Yeah. Mel isn't just yeah. doing this for fun. Like she's doing this because she has a heart for people like you who may still be single. And Pauline yeah. and I are coming alongside Mel and we told her this. We want to do whatever we can to help make this event or her event successful. So if you're in the DMV, make sure that you fill out that interest form. And we're going to actually put it in our bio. We'll have Mel send it to us because we want to get an event here. Yeah, we want y'all yeah. to message us saying like, I love your podcast, but I don't have a man. I don't have a woman. And we're like, that's not our lane. You know, we don't really specialize in the matchmaking business, but Mel does. We were so excited to have her on. So we want to make sure that you all have that hope that you were just talking about, babe, that you can walk away from an event like this, even just feeling hopeful that something like this even exists. Even yeah. Buddy. Yes. So, and we'll we'll be there. If y'all sign up, we will make sure we're we'll, volunteering. We're in the building. All, in, all that. <laughs> yes. It'd be so fun. So, Mel, thank you so much. This has been another thank episode you. of the W Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel and make sure you check out our other videos as well.